If you're passionate about your ride, you're in the right place. Todd Bianco is talking cars, trucks, crossovers, electric and hybrid vehicles, and amazing auction and used car finds. This is All Revved Up from iHub Radio. Here's Todd. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm here with John McMullen. Hello, John. Hi, Todd. And we are talking Bring a Trailer this hour. And we have lots of cars to talk about that are on auction and some interesting ones that uh, <laughs> that I saw this this week that I have not seen before from Bring a Trailer. So these these are these are something new. But uh, first, let's go back and, and talk about uh, the cars that we picked from last week and how they did on auction. Uh, there was a, uh, let's see, you had a, uh, there was a Rolls-Royce Silver Seraph, I think. And that one was a beautiful car, but yep. it sold for, let's see, what it sold for, 38500 which is okay, but still not great. I mean, it could be, you know, you think for a Rolls-Royce, it could be a lot more, but it tells you how uh, how how much they depreciate. Yeah, and the fact that you better be saving your ducks or ducats for the purposes of any uh, repairs or service you need on the thing down the road because it's not going to be cheap. Not to mention the gas. <laughs> no, it'll that suck was it like right a 12-cylinder, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It yeah. was a V12, yeah. <laughs> it'll suck it right down. Those are <laughs> heavy cars, too. They weigh like 6,000 pounds. Right. Yeah. Um, um, well, of course, I just talked about in the pre- previous hour, the new GMC uh, Hummer uh, truck and, and SUV is going to weigh more than 9,000 pounds. Oh, my God. That is really, really heavy. Well, at least you know that a Ford F-150 Lightning will be able to pull it. Well, that's probably <laughs> if it <true>. had to. <laughs> but I don't think the F-150 is going to weigh, Lightning is going to weigh anything near 9,000 Oh, pounds. no, not at all. In fact, especially <laughs> since they're being made out of aluminum. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure the Ford is, you know, doing their best to keep the, you know, the whole problem with EVs is that the weight, you know, obviously, you know, drags down on on the on the range. So you try to do everything you can to keep weight out of the cars. Right. Ah, uh, okay. You also picked a 1975 Firebird Pontiac. This was a modified uh, Trans Am that they, uh, a black car that they put a five speed into, and it was actually quite a nice looking uh, car. Uh, but it sold for thirty thousand dollars, probably what what the owner paid to have all those moder, you know, rest, all those modifications made. Yeah. <clears throat> Now, you also had a 1971 Opel GT, which I thought was really a cool uh, little sporty, sporty car. Right. Uh, that sold for 15750 which is pretty good because it's probably three or four times what it cost new. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The 1973 Di Tomaso Pantera, uh, which I think was one was a one-owner car, that sold for a nice $125,000. Uh, then you had a uh, let's see a 1969 Pontiac GTO, and that sold for twenty five thousand two fifty. And then you had the uh, the go kart. <laughs> it was the Fox manufacturing 1959 go kart. That sold right. for really. I mean, it was basically you know a little bit of steel. It should have sold motor. for about three hundred bucks, but no, it sold for forty one hundred dollars. That's a pretty expensive lawnmower with wheels. I tell you, it sure is. That's a really expensive lawnmower. Yep. <laughs> it really didn't look like much, but I guess people bought it. And you didn't even get the blade with it. 
No, you don't. You don't get any of that. No. Uh, okay. Um, I had picked a 1954 Aston Martin DB2, and uh, it was a beautiful restored car, but it wasn't quite as sexy as some of the James Bond's cars of later years. But that still sold for $230,000, which was a nice, <laughs> a nice amount of money. Yeah, I'll say. Yeah. Uh, then there was the 2018 Dodge Challenger Demon that had a sticker price of like, you know, $93,000. It sold for 155000 Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it basically had like almost no miles on it. It was it was a new car. Um, then there was the 1995 Suzuki Carry uh, four-wheel drive, which was a Japanese domestic market little truck thing. I remember Tiny- that tiny little thing yes it, it was it, di- it did have air conditioning but it sold for nine thousand five hundred dollars wow yeah that's a lot of money i'm sure they didn't yeah. pay anywhere near that for that in japan <laughs> yeah that Nowhere thing what, you that. you weren't even going to go to use that thing like at home depot if you needed to have any depth in the inside the bed as i recall no. it was only no. like about a 12 inch maybe you know one foot uh, sidewall right. around the the bed area. Yeah, and I think the sides could fold down as well. <laughs> Probably. Uh, I think that's something that you use like on a, on your private estate because they can't go very fast. Yeah, the only <laughs> place I've seen anything kind of similar to that is like the um, carts or trucks that they use to haul television cameras up and down a, a football field. Right, right. But yeah. yeah. something on a closed area, not something you drive on the street. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, then I had a 2008 Tesla Roadster, uh, and that sold for 80750 which is pretty good, too. Yeah. Uh, and then of course, you could I buy a brand new Tesla for that price. But that's, r- that's right. I also had from the previous week, but it was a premium listing, so it didn't sell until this week. And it was a 1991 BMW M3, and it sold for a stupid $126,000. <laughs> Holy smokes. People have more money than they know what to do with, apparently. Well, they can send it my way. <laughs> and I also had a premium listing <laughs> for a 1970 Mercedes S600, and this was a gigantic Pullman model. But since it's a premium listing, it doesn't uh, uh, end until next week. It, it's got three more days left, but it's already at 117000 Wow. Uh, so we'll talk about what that is next week. Uh, so let's get to this week's picks then. Um, and, uh, what have we got here? Your first pick, John. Was an oldie. Is an oldie. Yes. It was a 1925 Fiat, uh, 519S Torpedo Sport Special. Yes. If it weren't for that extra E on the end, I don't know if I'd have picked it, but because it's a special, uh-huh. um, it's a nice classic looking car like I could see myself driving in the mid-20s through London in this. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's quite nice. Somebody spent a lot of money restoring it. It says this 1925 Fiat uh, 519S was built on July 15, 1925 uh, as a short wheelbase S model with uh, Torpedo Sport Special bodywork by uh, Carrozzeria uh, Fiat. I guess that's a you know, coach builder, basically. It was discovered uh, as as a disassembled project project in Richmond, Australia. 
in 2001 and later imported to New, New Zealand, where it underwent a five-year refurbishment, complete with the assistance of drawings from um, Storico Fiat of Turin, Italy. Uh, it subsequently spent time in Austria and California before it was acquired by the selling dealer in 2020, which is in Houston, Texas. Uh, the car is finished in red with hardwood body uh, accents and a black soft top over red leather upholstery. And power comes from a numbers matching for uh, for 4,766cc. So basically a very small engine. Honestly, um, you don't, when you look at this thing from the top down into it, uh, I feel like you're looking into a boat. Right. And it has a boat tail on it. Yes. I was going to yeah. say that the tail on it is very distinct. Yeah, it, it really is. So it's a, you know, it, it features include a polished uh, V-point radiator surround, uh, an adjustable steering column, and a hydraulically assisted four-wheel drum brakes. Uh, let's see, it's now offered as part of the Driving Sources uh, mu- uh, Mortar and Collection uh, in a, with, with a spare crate Fiat 519 engine and transmission, just in case you blow this one. <laughs> <laughs> So right now the bidding is at 125,000 and it closes tomorrow. Be interesting <laughs> to see if it goes. Yeah, because obviously it has a reserve on it, and somebody spent five years restoring it. You know they spent a fortune, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because I mean it's a it's a beautiful car if you like these kinds of cars from that era. I even love I mean, the I even love the doors on it. You know. Yeah, I mean everything is really beautifully redundant. Yeah. The 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 the, uh, the woodwork is is really spectacular, just like a Chris Craft boat. You know, if I exactly, and if I was a uh, prop or I guess you'd say motor pool executive at one of the t- uh, movie studios in Hollywood, I'd I'd buy this thing. Because you know you're going to have period pieces that could really use something this beautiful. Exactly. I mean, it's you know, and and in the movies business, I mean, what's one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars? Not right? a thing. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, that that's just part of the you know the prop budget. Yep. <clears throat> All anyway, right. So it's let's, pretty cool. we'll see how that goes next week. Now, the next car you picked was, I actually have the sketch for the original Quattroporte. I went to the um, they had a like a showing of it in in, uh, in Beverly Hills, and they invited some people. I went to that, and so I have the original sketch signed by the, uh, whoever penned it. I guess Pinafarina. Uh, it's uh, hanging on my wall here in my office. Oh, nice. uh, this is a twelve thousand mile two thousand eight Maserati Quattroporte Executive GT. Uh, so this two thousand eight Maserati Quattroporte Executive GT is finished in uh, Grigio. Touring, which is gray, basically uh, touring over gray leather, and is powered by a 4.2 liter V8, and that's basically a Ferrari V8 uh, with a ZF six-speed automatic transmission. Uh, the car has been registered in California since new, and it's still there. It's in Encino, no less, the Valley, uh, and was recently acquired by the uh, by the seller. Equipment includes uh, headlight washers, a sunroof, a Bose surround system, uh, four-zone automatic climate control, heated and ventilated front uh, seats, power adjustable and heated uh, rear seats, uh, Bluetooth phone connectivity. Uh, fluid changes were performed in February 2021. Uh, it is just under 12,000 miles and is offered with factory manuals, you know, two keys, service this, records, and an, an accident-free Carfax report. And a clean California title. This 
model is a very um, uh, what do I want? modest coupe. Uh, if I mean well, looking sedan, at it, 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 it doesn't like roof to it. Yeah, it, it does not. Or sedan. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. Um, it is uh, not like what I'm used to seeing with the Maserati uh, Trident on it, and uh, and I just think it, it's a nice, sleek looking car that is not overly, you know, ostentatious for what it is. I agree. Uh, it's also not selling for a lot. It's at fifteen thousand two fifty with two days left to go. Wow. Yeah, I mean that's it's a it's. I think it's a beautiful car. I certainly wouldn't mind having that. In my, and by the way, the engine is fabulous in that car. It just sounds fantastic. Uh, and it is Ferrari. I mean, it's not like it's a. And you know, here to think, I I spent about four thousand more than it's going for right now on <laughs> the bottom of the line Nissan, almost. You know. Yeah. And you could have had this. I, I mean, could have had a Maserati. <laughs> Damn right. it. I'm going back to the dealership and asking for my money back. Yeah, I want the Maserati instead. I can understand that. <laughs> of course, okay. I might not have wanted the insurance. <laughs> yeah, that might not be so good. Yeah. Um, all right. The next pick you have is a uh, 1969 Chevrolet Chevelle uh, SS396 four-speed. This is really my hot rod of the week. Yes, it is. And it's red again, John, your favorite color. Yeah, <laughs> you right. keep picking. You keep picking well, those red I'd cars. I'd be ha- much happier if it was in a blue or like a lime green. But yeah. no, it's it's a bright cherry red. Right. It's uh, what, what does it call it? Does it call it just says uh, uh, they don't give a color for it here. Um, let's see. It says this 1969 Chevrolet Chevelle SS 396 Coupe was assembled at GM's Fremont, California plant, which is where Tesla is now, and first delivered to Jim Hofpur, Chevrolet of uh, Lampas, Lampasas, Texas. Texas. Hmm. This car is said to have been purchased new by the family knew by the family from whom the seller acquired it in uh, October 2016 and subsequent refurbishment was conducted. Power comes from a replacement 396 cubic inch V8 uh, paired with a Muncie four-speed manual transmission and uh, positive traction rear end and the car has been refinished in red with black that's what they call it, red, uh, with black stripes over red interior. Uh, Equipment includes American Racing 17-inch wheels, power assisted front disc brakes, uh, aluminum cylinder heads, a Holley uh, 670 uh, carburetor, uh, tubular headers, uh, somebody spent money, a dual exhaust system, uh, twin electric fans, uh, tough stuff uh, alternator, marked uh, serpentine belt conversion, LED lighting, power power steering, vintage air conditioning, or air, air climate control, wow, and an aftermarket AM FM CD radio. Uh, this Chevelle is offered with a build sheet, two sets of keys, uh, wheel lock keys, uh, two sets of floor mats, wow, and replacement cigarette lighter. Well, that got to have that, <laughs> and an, emer- an emergency jack. Uh, it's in Rock Rockwall, Texas. Anybody uh, who, by the way, smokes in this car, I'm going to bitch slap them. Yes, they'd better not. Uh, the current bid is a 34000 and it closes in two days. Yep. We shall see if it, if it, how well it does. Uh, but they somebody spent a lot of money to put all these things it on really this car. It really looks nice. Yeah. 
And, you know, it has a classic look. It's a 1969, which is one of my favorite years for General Motors in general. They had, you know, right. every division had fantastic cars uh, at that time. Now, I want to preface before you bring up the next car that this is my ugly duckling of the week. And it doesn't matter how you dress it up. Uh, ugly duck is still an ugly duck, even if the mm -hmm. wheels were nice on it. That, that's right. That's a good tease. So this one is an interesting one because it does not exist in the United States per se. It does now. It is a 1978 Chevrolet Opala. O-P-A-L-A. Opala? I think it's Opala, yeah. Uh, kind of like uh, a little different from the Impala. Right. Uh, Opala. Uh, caravan four speed, and this is a basically a two door wagon. Yeah. Uh, so this is a 1978 Chevy Opala Caravan is a Brazilian market example that was imported to the U.S. by the seller in 2020. The car is finished in beige over a brown interior and is powered by a 4.1 liter inline six. And you know Car how I feel about cars that are painted any shade of brown. Right. Your favorite diarrhea brown? Yes. Okay. Um, uh, uh, with a four-speed manual transmission, equipment includes 17-inch wheels, chrome bumpers, uh, Weber carburetor, driving and fog lights, and a cassette AM-FM stereo. Uh, service under the seller's ownership as reported consisting of uh, replacing the clutch, uh, fuel pump, alternator, <laughs> ignition uh, components, uh, rear wheel cylinders, fluids, and more as detailed below is now offered in California with service records, accessories, and spare parts, owner's manual, and a clean South Dakota title, but it's in Livermore, California. Hey, Todd, look at the back end of this thing. Um, you can see the the photo there of the of the yes. back end. It, it looks to me like the back end was designed by AMC. Uh, it's almost got that um, pacer or that uh, uh, gremlin ish back huge ass window and it it does, but it, good visibility. But it also has the tail lights look like they're from an Impala. Yeah, I yep. mean you know it looks they're very Chevy tail lights. Yes. So it's sort of a mishmash of things, and, and it's rare to see a two-door wagon. Now, what you see, you know, when you look at a car of this era, look at all the glass, which means these things had terrific visibility. Today, we have almost no glass to look out of, and visibility is terrible. Yeah, in most of our cars. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so, I guess uh, because this thing was two-door, I guess you could have turned it into a hearse. <laughs> <laughs> it, could, it could carry a coffin. You're right. Yeah. It's not not bad, and you're. Last car is really right out of the 80s. I do love the, the paint on this car, the, the, or the graphics, I should say. This is a 1983 Datsun uh, 280Z X, yep. five-speed. Yep. And, I had some friends who had these, and, and I was always jealous of them because this was, uh, as far as a foreign-made car, this was definitely one of the sexier sports cars. It was, and I was jealous of anybody that had one of these too. But it is very eighties in the in, in the the, uh, the, the paint graphics. and graphics yeah. on this car. <laughs> uh, this nineteen eighty three Datsun two eighty ZX, you know, was uh, delivered to the uh, North Freeway Datsun of Houston, Texas, and is finished in two tone beige with red metallic uh, and red metallic with custom graphics over a red. Uh, velour 
interior. Uh, power comes from a fuel-injected 2.8-liter inline-six paired with a five-speed manual transmission. Additional equipment includes air conditioning, cruise control, uh, a vocal warning system. I guess it yells at you. Now, put your seatbelt <laughs> on. Put your seatbelt on. Put your seatbelt on. Um, <laughs> digital stereo, uh, uh, louvered rear window cover, uh, center tail lamp, uh, center tail lamp panel, and removable glass T-tops. It, it looks like that. it could be like a, a rolling whorehouse. It's pretty amazing. It shows yeah. 59,000 miles, and it looks like it's in terrific condition. Yep. Uh, there's no cracks in the dashboard. And it's which only $6,200 right now. This is the bid with five days to go. Yeah, I think it'll go for more than oh, that. Oh, I but do, I, too. You know, I, I think it's a lovely, lovely car. I just absolutely love everything about it. It's Indeed. very cool. Well, we better not miss this break because the news is not. coming. <laughs> All right. Uh, more Bring a Trailer picks from Todd when we get back. This is Todd Bianco with John McBullen. You're listening to All Revved Up on iHeart radio Detroit and beyond. Todd's talking about trucks, cars, vans, SUVs, and even the occasional dune buggy. It's all revved up on iHub Radio. Welcome back. I'm here with John McCullough. Hello, John. I just realized it's been a while since we found a dune buggy. <laughs> That's probably true. I mean, there are, there are some of them out there. I'll see if I can find one well, next week. <laughs> we'll have to find one and go up to Pismo Beach and have some fun. That would be fun. Driving those is always good, and then sand. They're 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 a lot of fun. Of course, we have a lot of sand here in the <clears> desert <throat> too. So we do. Um, okay, let's let's uh, start with some of my picks. And yes, the, sir. the first one is a 1962 Pontiac Catalina Sports Coupe four speed. I really like the looks of this car. <laughs> it just has a great look to me. To me. Uh, Definitely and it, and a it's classic. In amazing condition. Uh, let's see. This 1962 Pontiac Catalina Sports Coupe was a two-door hardtop, uh, and whenever they say hardtop, which means there's no C pillar, uh, was built. I mean B pillar, because uh, the, the 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 windshield is your A pillar. The one between the door uh, and the next door, or the back seat, is the B pillar, and the C pillar is the one for the roof. Uh, and there could be other pillars depending on how big a car is. Uh, so it has no B pillar. Uh, so two-door hardtop was built in July 1962 in Southgate, California, and was first delivered to uh, Gianara Pontiac of Montrose, California. I don't think that exists anymore. Uh, the car reportedly was refurbished beginning in the early 2000s under prior ownership and was repainted in black over two-tone red interior, uh, red and uh, two-tone red and white interior. God, I love the interior. Uh, power is supplied by a 389 cubic inch V8 uh, equipped with tri-power carburation and mated to a four-speed manual transmission. Other equipment includes power steering, power brakes, power windows, and a power adjustable front bench. 
as well as aftermarket stereo and a Hurst shifter. Uh, this Catalina is now offered by the selling dealer on consignment from the late owner's estate um, with the PHS doc- Pontiac Historical Society documentation and a clean Illinois title. Uh, these this is un- very unusual to have these kinds of equipment. I mean, you know, all the power equipment that it had on this car, and that was one of the things that I found very interesting. You know, power steering, power windows, uh, power adjustable front brake, etc. Th- th- those were you know unusual to have at this time. And I love the uh, it's really three color uh, interior. There's a sort of a dark red with a then a red red and then a white stripe, and then you know it repeats again in the interior. Yeah. And I love the painted uh, red dashboard and the you know the red padding and then the two tone steering wheel goes well with it as well. Right, <laughs> white and red. What more could you? What more could anybody want? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 quite the it's quite the Pontiac. It it certainly tells you uh, how much uh, GM was into styling and color in those days. All right, now the next one I picked. Why do you was suppose for- that they got rid of the homosexuals? <laughs> That's probably true, but you know, Bill Mitchell was not one of them. No, and he was in charge of styling, and he was very flamboyant, as they always said. But you know, not one of them. <clears throat> okay, uh, the next one I chose, I chose because it was so unusual. I've never seen this uh, on Bring a Trailer before. This is a four-speed transaxle from James Dean's 1955 Porsche 550 Spider. This is the one where he died. He was killed in this car. Really? Yeah. I didn't read the history. Yeah. <laughs> this four-speed manual transactional is said to have been part of James Dean 1955 Porsche Spider, uh, from which it was separated by an unknown at an unknown point following his deadly accident in September 1955. Uh, which was on a highway in the central California. Uh, the transaxle was reportedly stored for several decades prior to acquisition from Massachusetts by its current owner in 2020. It is now fitted to a steel display stand with axles, axle tube, drum brakes, assemblies, and a starter. This 550 Spider transaxle is offered by the seller on behalf of its current owner in New York with a copy of a letter from Porsche verifying its origin and a documentation file. Hmm. So, you know, it has numbers on, you know, all these things have numbers stamped onto them. So they did know what it was. It says uh, Warner Brothers had barred James Dean from motorsport activities uh, while filming the movie Giant during the summer of 1955. With production of the film nearing completion, Dean made plans to replace his speedster with a new 550 Spider in order to further his efforts in the SCAA uh, sports car, is it sports car something of America? I'll remember what it is. Uh, on uh, racing, on September 21st, 1955, he purchased a chassis uh, 550-055 from Competition Motors in Hollywood, uh, and soon had the number and and soon had the number 130 applied to his body, as well as a nickname, Little Bastard. Dean was killed in a traffic accident in the afternoon of September 30th while piloting his car, his new car, to a race in Salinas, California. Hmm. 
<laughs> the wrecked car was reportedly sold by Dean's insurance company to another Southern California racer, and the transaction was later separated from the vehicle before being placed in storage for several decades. Uh, the piece was acquired by its current owner in March 2020 and installed on the display case. Um, it's a magnesium case designed to house four forward gears and reverse as well as the differential of the display. It also features hydraulically activated clutch uh, release levers. And it's got letters from Porsche. It's got his original you know, automobile, his title, James Dean's title. He was living in Sherman Oaks at 14611 Sutton Street in Sherman Oaks, California. Oh, God. Wow. Um, they've got this all here as part of the sale. Uh, the current bid is $100,000. Uh, and that? it ends in 10 days. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I've never seen this before, but it apparently is the real deal. I mean, a lot of people don't, you know, listening won't even remember who the hell he is. Uh, and certainly, you know, you know, if you saw the films, you know, Rebel Without a Cause and Giant, the, these are, you know, major Hollywood productions of the era. So, you know, it's one of those things that um, just is amazing to see uh, actually on auction. Yeah. Uh, this nineteen. Okay, the, my my next pick is the nineteen seventy three Mercury P- P- Capri. Two liter four speed. Now, the reason I picked this car is because they're so rare these days. I used to see them a lot in the 70s and early 80s, and they sort of disappeared from the road. And I don't know what really happened it's to them. It's funny that you all- mention that. I have a friend who had one that was like um, a weird tangerine orange kind of color. I know that color. Yeah, you know I that remember. color? Um, yeah. And. Uh, it's funny because I don't think I've ever seen one since he had that. Yeah, I mean, again, I, the, the, this is one of the reasons I picked it. It's like, wow, it still exists. Yeah. <laughs> so this it's 1973. It's in pretty nice shape. Go ahead. I said it's in pretty nice shape. Yeah, it's not bad, actually. This 1973 Mercury Capri has been refinished in red over a black interior, and its two-liter four-cylinder engine is paired with a four-speed manual transmission. Features include 13-inch wheels, uh, a trunk-mounted spare, front bucket seats, and chrome-finished bumpers with front guards. Uh, The seller acquired the car out of Pennsylvania in 2016 and has since added approximately 5,000 miles. Uh, Service under current ownership has consisted of fluid changes, installation of an electronic ignition system, and replacement of a transmission seal. Is now offered at no reserve with the service records from the current ownership and its transferable Georgia registration in the seller's name. So it's actually, you know, the the, the title is in the seller's name and it's actually in the same state. <laughs> it, it's it's in pretty good condition. The interior is not bad at all either. I mean, this is a very basic car that you know didn't have air conditioning. You know, this is has a basic AM radio and stuff. These cars were made in Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ford of Germany and, and then imported here. Uh, and I guess they were, you know, being sold as, you know, this great German import here, your, you know, your Mercury dealer, your Lincoln Mercury <laughs> dealer. Come see the new Capri. Right. <laughs> I, I, I can hear the I can hear the sales pitch now. So it's it's offered at no reserve and the current bid is forty five hundred dollars <throat> and it uh, ends in four days. I don't think it's gonna go for a lot of money. But I think it will sell like sort of like as a novelty for just because you just haven't seen them in in many years. 
Um, my next pick is uh, a 20-year-owned 1990 Nissan 300ZX twin-turbo five-speed. Now, last week I talked about five cars from the 90s that are you should buy now because they're going to be very collectible and the prices are going to go up in the future. And this was one of them. Now, I've picked one of these before. I think I picked a convertible version of this car. Uh, this, which had an automatic transmission, but this one has a five-speed manual, which is much more appealing to the bring-a-trailer crowd. Right. Uh, it's, it says this 1993 Nissan 300ZX twin turbo is finished, which again, the twin turbo is also very appealing to the crowd, uh, is finished in glacier white pearl glow over charcoal leather and is powered by a twin turbocharged three liter uh, V6 paired with a five speed manual transmission. Equipment includes a T bar roof, so T top, you got to have that right. uh, roof with removable glass panels. A uh, power adjustable driver's seat, automatic climate control, and an aftermarket dual outlet exhaust system. The car was located in Washington when it was acquired in, 2000, in August of 2020 by the seller, who has since added 4,000 miles of the 8,500 miles indicated. Uh, two power steering hoses were replaced in April of 2021, while the turbochargers, timing belt, water pump, clutch, fuel injectors, rear crankshaft seal, cooling hoses, belts, and intake manifold gaskets were replaced in August of 2018. So they've done all the service for you, basically. Um, this uh, Z32, which I guess was an internal designation, is offered in Arizona with service records and a clean Carfax report and a clean Washington title. An- another one of these bizarre state splits. So it's it, it's in not, Arizona, not, not really. but it still has a Washington title. Yeah, probably because they're snowbirds. It's possible. So there's a uh, lot of people who live in Arizona who uh, live in Washington State and spend only a few months out of the year down there during the you know the warm but not right blazing. But, but shouldn't months. the snowbirds be going home now? Well, probably, but maybe they want to sell this thing before they go back and catch a cheap flight. That's possible. Yeah. Uh, what another thing that's interesting about this is that the car is equipped with a HICAS, which is basically four-wheel steering. Uh, so the, the the rear wheels actually t- you know, tilt just a little bit to one side or the other, depending on which way you're pointing the steering hmm. wheel, which makes it for a tighter turning uh, radius. And it has active suspension, so it you know it goes up and down on its own. And so it's like an air suspension system and four-wheel disc brakes. Um, so it, it was pretty much loaded for the time being. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, not and, bad. Uh, 85,000 miles on a car that is uh, 30 years, 31 years old. Exactly. It, it's uh, it's in very nice condition. It still has the Washington plates on it. Uh, and it is a private party seller, not a dealer. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, this is Todd Bianco with John McMullen. You're listening to us talk about our our auction picks at Bring a Trailer. Uh, this is all revved up on I Have Radio, and we will be right back.
Bob Bianco's All Revved Up continues on iHub Radio. Participation encouraged, but not required. Call 760-544-TALK. That's 760-544-8255. Here's Todd. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. Hello, John. Hey, Todd. And we're talking our Bring a Trailer Picks for this hour. Uh, my next car is a 1971 Fiat 124 Spider. I've always liked the looks of these cars uh, for whatever reason. And this one is a particularly fetching version in French blue over black leather and is powered by a 1.6 liter twin cam inline four mated to a five speed manual transmission. The car was sold on Bring a Trailer in November of 2017 and is subsequently acquired by the selling dealer in 2018. Uh, modifications added under prior ownership include Weber carburetor fitted to a Fiat waffle intake manifold, um, uh, Marelli uh, Plex distributor, and something sort of exhaust, Connie shocks, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this, 19, this 124 Spider is now offered with a clean California title. It is in Marina de Del Rey, California. It looks very happy with its top down in the marina. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a, I guess I, I really just like the looks. Of, I mean, somebody really, I mean, the, it has a blue leather interior, uh, which is beautifully redone. I mean, they did a really, really nice job of that. And it has cocoa floor mats, of course, because that's my favorite. And a Motorola AM FM radio is fitted in the center stack. Uh, and flaws consist of cracking on the dashboard by the center vents, which is very common in these cars, and an area fading on the wood grain trim uh, beside the shift boot. And by the way, this is real wood, not plastic wood like you would find in most uh, American cars. Uh, but I, I do, I really do like it. I think it's a beautiful car. Uh, it has, what does it say, 1,400 miles showing, but total mileage unknown. Uh, and like I said, cocoa mats, what more could you want? Uh, it's very, very of the period. Uh, it's uh, it's beautifully, beautifully finished. Now, if I look at what it sold for, let's see, if I sold for, open a new tab, what did it sell for before? It sold for $17,000 then. Hmm. And it looks pretty much the same, but the current bid is at $10,250, and it ends in five days. I'm guessing if it sold for $17,000 before, that the, that the you know, reserve has got to be close to like maybe $15,000. You know, you have to get past. I th- I'm sure they want more, more, or at least what they paid for it before, right? One uh, would guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, you know, to get it back. I, but I think this is, would be a fun little car to have to drive around. Uh, Palm Springs, not so much because it would be uh, in the heat, uh, be a little warm, and does not have air conditioning. But at nights and then during the during uh, uh, season, it would be actually quite nice to, to drive around in this car. Okay, and my last pick is also something I have never seen on Bring a Trailer before. And by the way, this was picked up by other automotive magazines. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah, and this is a no-reserve auction, but it's for John Lamb's library of 643 automotive publications. Wow. Yeah, 
Um, he's dead, of course, but the, this, the Library of Automotive Literature was accumulated by the late automotive journalist John Lamb over the course of his 37-year career as a photographer. Because you, you know, you probably didn't hear him about the writing, but his photographs are very famous. And uh, as a writer for Road and Track magazine, why wouldn't this collection be like in a museum? I don't know. I just think it was his private library. Hmm. You know, that he acquired over the years for various things. It says this collection uh, consists of 643 hardcover and softcover publications covering a range of makes and models as well as subjects such as auto racing, automotive design, and general history. Uh, it's a collection of automotive literature is offered at no reserve by the seller on behalf of John Lamb's estate in California. It's in Laguna Niguel uh, is where, that, where it is. Uh, he had a close relationship with the F1 World Champion Phil Hill, and a pair of travel. And the pair traveled to Italy for a number of assignments to do with Ferrari and other Italian ma- makes. The collection features 84 titles. Um, wow, 84, uh, 84 titles of uh, inc- dedicated Ferrari, including a copy of the Big Red Book which is a very Ferrari thing because it's Ferrari red, as well as a number of of additional pieces covering Italian coach builders, such as uh, Guiard, I I can never pronounce these things, Penaferina and who is a Giagario? We'll see. Hmm. I'm not good at that, but... Um, and it says uh, other notable makes uh, represented throughout the collection include Porsche has 23 titles, Mercedes-Benz 22 titles, Jaguar 19 titles, Maserati 13 titles, Mazda 13, and BMW 12. Mr. Lamb used the library for work-related research, according to the seller, and a handful of books are said to be uh, said to retain under uh, underlines, margin notes, and highlighting. Uh, Motorsports-related literature includes several driver biographies in addition to books about specific marks, series, and racetracks. Other publications focus on uh, photography, uh, design, automotive trends, hot rods, car shows, and general reference. A number of titles have also been signed by notable figures of the automotive world, including Carroll Shelby, Phil Phil Heer, and Roy Salvadori. It's, I just think it's interesting to see, you know, this kind of thing come to, you know, to come come to uh, uh, come to 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 uh, to uh, auction. Uh, Road and track vehicles test spans 64 books and cover uh, cover marks from Alfa Romeo to Volkswagen. Additional magazine publications include 199 issues of automobile classics, as well as 49 supercar graphic books from Japan. An eight-page uh, catalog. Uh, of the collection can be reviewed in the photo gallery below. It's it's quite impressive of what it is, and the the bidding's already at six thousand eight hundred dollars, uh, with uh, with uh, five days left left to go. It's just it's these are weird weird things. Like the reason I picked the 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 uh, the John uh, John I mean James Dean you know <laughs> rear transaxle and this is because these are things that I've never seen them bring a trailer before, and it will be interesting to see how much they go for. But there's obviously interest in these things from uh, the people on the on the uh, on the website. Uh, and this has let's see how many people are watching this. It has. It has 6,298 views and 478 people watching it. Wow. 
which is a really large number for bring a trailer for right. watching any, any particular auction. Uh, so people are very interested in this to see what, what it actually goes for. Uh, okay. Well, th- this, I think, brings it uh, to the end for this uh, for today. Uh, John, I really appreciate you joining me. It's always fun to talk to you about these things. Absolutely. Uh, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we have a good time with it. And uh, this is Todd Bianco. You're listening to All Revved Up on iHeartRadio. Radio. And uh, we will see you next week.